0: Hello, and welcome to our first podcast episode. I am Kyle Lloyd. I'm here with Miranda.
1: Hi, I'm Miranda Fullman.
0: And today we will be discussing Heavy Rain, Pain and Petrichor. Heavy Rain was a game developed by Quantic Dream, but published by Sony in 2010, and is one of the leading games back in the day. Um, obviously you have basic control over your character in most instances but if your character wants to do something there's a quick time event for it our first topic is about how video games have handled serious topics like mental health and mental illness i'm a i'm a, I'm a great I, I love games you know i'm a gamer you know i I have played video games for as long as I can remember and a big theme in a lot of video games that I've been playing recently has been mental illness and mental health awareness and stuff like that. They are very great mediums to express sides of stories that nobody really can see. And generally, mental illness is one of the most important problems that young Americans deal with today. So often we will seek solitude or uh, seek a refuge from our crazy busy lives as college students and dive into our games and so that we can, you know, get immersed, you know, get a, a different feel, a different experience. A lot of uh, mental illnesses within these games, especially heavy rain, are brought to the forefront They are heavily important, and they are depicted in incredible scrutiny. They are, uh, you, 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 you really examine the intricacies of what it means to be depressed, anxiety-ridden, and any other mental illness under the, under the sun, basically, because there's a ton of them out there. Um, but yeah, and Heavy Rain is one of those games that really centers around the characters and how they feel, especially with uh their addictions in in mind as well so today we will be you know making some connections here and there from what we've learned in class um and we will ch- be trying to uh come to a better understanding of our game through uh, conversation and hopefully you, you guys who are watching this will uh or listening to this uh will uh, learn something so, throughout Heavy Rain, we, uh, we, we saw, saw a lot of uh, mental illness, uh, a lot of traumatic events happening, um, especially uh, with, you know, each character has their own stuff going on. There are four main characters in the game, uh, three of which are, or two of which are um, officers of the law, somewhat. Uh, one of them is an FBI agent, and the other one is a PI. Um, as well as a father and a journalist. So, let's get started with our first character. Ethan, the family man himself. Now, Ethan and his wife and his kids had a happy marriage until their son's 8th birthday. They all went to the mall. Uh, Jason, uh, Ethan, his wife, and Sean. And uh, Ethan loses Jason. And Jason... He's lost, and, and he, we don't find him. We don't see him until he's across the street. And Jason comes running across the street. And what happens? He gets flattened, he gets absolutely wrecked. And then after that, we get a little time jump about three years, I believe. And at this point, Ethan has been separated from his wife, obviously due to the loss of their child, and is trying to salvage whatever he has left with his other son. Sean, Ethan's been going through some crazy stuff. He's been having blackouts. He's been feeling intensely guilty for the loss of his son. Blaming himself for it, obviously, because, you know, there was nothing, even though that there was nothing that he could have done in that situation to stop that car from hitting his son. Um, and, you know, ever since... Ethan, Ethan's been having some crazy blackouts. He has been blacking out when there's a scene specifically in which he is at the the park with uh uh, with Sean, and um he blacks out. He completely loses Sean, and you know that's just that's you know a a parent's worst nightmare. Especially after losing one kid, you know you do not want to deal with losing another. So that why that's why it makes the uh, circumstances. In which Ethan has to perform so dire because he's you know um, Sean's been kidnapped by a a serial killer uh, dubbed the origami killer for leaving a little origami figure on his in his victim's hands as well as an orchid on their chest or throughout the game we can see that you know this is a tremendous tremendous uh you know wall that's in front of him and basically you know Ethan's story is to sum it all up I'd say it is t- for like t- how long how far will you go to save your loved ones would you put, put yourself in, in danger potentially would you put other people in danger to save your 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 loved ones you know and that, that's that's uh the uh the biggest the biggest
1: theme. I think a key thing with Ethan's story is not only the way in which he uses his own fear and anger and grief to continue trying to save Sean, but also just the ways in which he goes about interacting with the other adults in the story. Um, He often interacts with Madison, one of our other characters, um, and it's very standoffish, Both in part of his fear that he working with another person will put Sean Moore at risk, but also because he has been so put by himself in the situation with his wife refusing to help or stay calm with the police refusing to work with him, that it's a very interesting way of portraying how mental illness and social stigma around people in this situation can be depicted in a video. Yeah,
0: and uh, just like Miranda said, uh, you know, um, it is a very interesting story, especially when we bring in our other characters. Moving forward, we would like to discuss mental health and heavy rain. Pretty much every single main character in the game suffers from some form of mental
1: illness. Ethan? I would probably classify him as both having... Major depressive disorder and also general anxiety disorder um, with bouts of paranoia. And I, I don't know what we would classify his blackouts as. I think that is a harder symptom to trace back to, like, the grief.
0: It is one of the focal points of the games. The blackouts are, you know, a uh, serious indicator, and they, they have a lot of in- illusion within them. To uh, the main story, and they provide that, you know, Ethan is Ethan is central to this story. You know, he doesn't want people to believe that he's the the person that they think he is, which is a bad father. You know. Moving on from that, we have our uh, two detectives. Um, while one of them, who is our PI, uh, doesn't exude a lot of mental illness comparably to other characters in the game uh he more deals with uh physical uh physical you know uh, ailments and stuff like that he has asthma uh gets a lot in the way of his job um there are multiple instances in which uh we have there are fights with other characters you know that involve quick time events and he is just you know dying at the end another one of our, our other little fbi man Um, he is, uh, one of those people that has high anxiety, we feel, um, and he, uh, you know, he, he struggles a lot to operate under, um, stress as well as having his own drug addiction, which greatly interferes with his work as he cannot go a certain amount of time without it, um, uh, without, you know, shaking, uh getting dizzy um you know the whole nine miles you know he's he's going through withdrawals basically um and our last character has some crazy crazy dreams um you know she she's probably an insomniac so uh, are these depictions good depictions i'd say so
1: to get a little academic in this because this is a class project. Um, In one of our research articles, called Graphic Depictions, Portrayals of Mental Illness in Video Games by Samuel Shapiro and Meryl Rodder, they quote another group of, of theorists. Heiler, Gabbard, and Schneider proposed six predominant stereotypes of mental illness in cinema. The rebellious free spirit, the homicidal maniac, the female patient as a seductress, enlightened member of society, the narcissistic parasite, and the zoo specimen. I think a very key thing in this game is that they aren't necessarily depicted as tropes beyond our main antagonist, the origami killer. He's obviously being portrayed as, you know, a homicidal maniac because he is a serial killer preying on children particularly. I would classify most of our characters in the rebellious free spirit in a way because they tend to go around um, the standard like law enforcement like our FBI agent um, he tends to work with the police but is willing to step in when things aren't going the way that he wants them to and our PI completely circumnavigates the law the entire game um, because he believes that he can find the killer better and faster than the police can.
0: And now, after we've covered this, we will be moving into our second part, covered by Miranda, our subtopic two, the narrative and aesthetic sadness in Heavy Rain.
1: Heavy Rain is a game that is Filled with ambiance and small little pieces of just sadness baked into it. It's very aesthetic in its approach. The art style is very gray and gritty and dark, almost akin to like film noir, and at the same time its story is centered around both real issues and somewhat popularized issues in film and media, specifically like a murder mystery or uh, killer investigation. Um, I think truly where Heavy Rain shines is in its approach towards sadness as a narrative aspect. Um, In one of our other articles, Narrative Design of Sadness and Heavy Rain by Nelson Zagallo, He is quoted as stating, Sadness emerges as a response to the ending of a relation with something we cared about. The more we care about something, the more intense the sadness will be, the death of a loved one being the most intense because of its irreversibility. In Zagala's opinion, Heavy Rain utilizes the attachment, rupture, passivity method in order to evoke sadness in players by getting players attached to characters through empathy rupturing that attachment through harm and or death, and then forcing the player to face the event passively, removing their control from the situation. It is a story game first and foremost, which allows you to pull yourself back and sit in the emotions. Another quote from that article is, the rhythm in Heavy Rain is slow due to the emotional objective of the game. The action is fully paced by the interactivity proposed by the game. Everything is balanced to take the player down to passivity. To almost non activity, obliging him or her to take the time to feel the emotional experience the game is proposing. I think that this passivity aspect of the method, pulling control away from the player, adds and detracts from the experience because modern games tend to really focus on maintaining immersion and I feel like pulling control out of the player's hands in order to make them facilitate and feel the emotions tends to break the immersion, at least that it did for myself while we were playing. I also really quickly wanna cover other smaller things that are in the narrative, such as depictions of religion and mental illness. During our playthrough, um, we came across a character who was very much religious to the nth degree in a way that is almost stereotyped by depictions of schizophrenia, the the religious fanatic, essentially. Um, And I think that that was probably the worst depiction of mental illness in the game because of the fact that you had two opposing viewpoints of the situation, being the police lieutenant that your character is working with and the FBI agent who is helping the investigation. And the entire time, you have two options of either trying to work with this suspect in order to keep him from snapping, essentially, or egging him on to the point of doing something that would warrant his arrest. And I feel like that is a horrible narrative arc, but I feel like it's extremely common within police-style games. Overall, Heavy Rain has been a very interesting game for me to experience. I had heard many wonderful things prior to this project, and as soon as I was handed the game, I was told many horrible things about the game. And I think getting to play it for myself, it was just a very enjoyable experience, especially when I could take some things from the very sad, dark story and narrative that this game has and turn it into a little bit of a laugh. I
0: I completely agree. Um, I remember watching this game a lot. When I was younger, I would watch walkthroughs, uh, especially by people like PewDiePie, you know, just the classic Let's Players. Um, and I was intrigued by the game. Obviously, I didn't really understand the major themes at work, seeing as I was only, you know, 10, 11, something like that. But um, overall, you know, I have really enjoyed uh, playing the game and working on this project. So, yeah.
1: I'm Kyle Lloyd. I'm Miranda Fullman.
0: And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys later.